It's Radio Free Talk Bag, number 62, and I'm Donovan. And I am Arthur. And this week, oh man, this is a lot of things to name. You might know him from the band Pineapple Tours. You might know him from his series, Bald Internet Man, or from maybe the origin of that to some extent, uh, The Filthy Frank Show. It's our, it's our good dude, Lake Markham. How's it going? Fucking dad's here. Dad is in the house, dude. Dad, Dick, December. In, in the fucking in May. house. Yeah. I, I, actually, I actually did not know, Lake, that you were on that Filthy Frank series. And I was, like, somewhat familiar with it. But I think I knew you for, like, two years before that ever, that ever came up or I had any idea. I remember there was one time that I was at your apartment and uh, we were both super drunk and I just started talking about pineapple tours pretty like casually because it was just something I was doing a lot at the moment. Yeah. And uh, and I don't know, we listened to it for the first time and you're like, oh man, I didn't know you actually had a band called Pineapple Tours. I thought it was a meme that you had a band <laughs> called Pineapple Tours. I was like, yeah, no, nah, actually. And so like slowly we got into that whole like internet rabbit hole that I'm actually, you know, a part of. And you're like, well, <laughs> shit. Okay, now I know. <laughs> yeah, th- I think <laughs> this you... whole time I thought the joke was that you were joking about doing all these things. No, exactly. I think you described like the genre of your music to me at one point as meme rock. Would you say that that's accurate? Uh, yeah, definitely more when I started, it was meme rock. Now I'm kind of going for shit rock. It's a little more (laughs) garagey. It's like meme rock, born in a garage in you know 1994. It's what comes out of the butt rock is the shit rock. Sort of, yeah. I mean, I I guess so. There. <laughs> the natural progression. So. There we go. <laughs> now, okay, we should talk about your Pineapple Tour stuff first. Uh, I know you had a single come out recently. I was just re-listening through uh, 1-800-PA Tours. As I was cleaning my yeah. apartment up, I got a friend coming in tomorrow. My apartment is a fucking death sty right now. It's it's good it's shit, good dude. Ap- apartment cleaning music, for sure, especially if your apartment looks like how <laughs> your sounds <laughs> like it's looking so. How uh, how long have you been doing music? Like in general, and then how long has uh, Pineapple Tours been a thing? Um, I've been doing music. I started learning how to play guitar and piano maybe when I was like ten, eleven, and uh, I still consider like guitar my primary instrument. But Pineapple Tours, I did a couple things. Like I did a band called The Yellow back in uh, high school, and then I learned that was a uh, song by. Uh, Coldplay, yeah. and then we didn't do that anymore. Then I did a band called Inner City Color. We did some, like, uh, we played a lot of bars and clubs and stuff like that back in Japan. Um, it was a lot more R&B. We had a guy play a saxophone and trumpet, alternatively, you know. Um, and then I did a solo thing for a minute. Then once I really figured out kind of what I wanted to do, I stuck with Pineapple Tours. A good buddy of mine who was also in Filthy Frank, um, we're sort of the three of us were really good friends in high school. He came up with the name Pineapple Tours as something when he was trying to come up with the moniker, you know, and it just didn't stick. But I was doing a lot of acoustic sampling stuff back then, so he was like, "You can have it. It sounds more like it's a name for you." And I was like, "All right, well, I think it's pretty dope." So I've been I fucking with it ever since. And I fucking dubbed the Pineapple Tours. Yeah, I pretty much got a kinged. What are, what are they knighted? I got knighted yeah. Pineapple Tours. Yeah. The king trash of the pineapple tours. 
That's <laughs> right, upon her, upon my throne. I think I told you before. I think that's my favorite song uh, of yours. That one was very solid. And uh, thanks, man. I, I mean, brief that. point out to the listener. I think we're gonna have to like point to a few different ways you can find Lake's work. Uh, but his, his Pineapple Tours music is on Spotify. Look it up. It it is very good. I would really appreciate some Spotify listens. I feel like the the SoundCloud ones are cool, but Spotify is where it matters. Absolutely. Can I? Can we drill down just a little bit? Like, how'd you end up doing music in Japan? Um, well, so I went to high school in Japan. My dad, we moved around a lot, and that's kind of where I ended up when I was 13 or 14. And uh, the high school I went to was like a private international school. They had a studio, and I was kind of like the nerdy, quiet kid in high school. And I would go to uh, go to the studio like any chance I got. I'd skip lunch or like take a free period and go in there and just learn and teach myself stuff. Um, and so, yeah, then I met some homies who listen to my stuff and like it, you know, um, usually grade under me. And <laughs> we just started playing out. Like I had a fr- my friend I was telling you about who came up with the name Pineapple Tours years later, his dad owned a bar. And uh, that's the first place we played. And then after that, it was like, oh, so this is how this works. Yeah. You know? And we just started asking more bar owners like, hey, can we come in here and play sometime? And um, sooner or later, you know, we were doing that pretty much every weekend making, I mean, I'd, I guess you don't make beer money in high school. You know, you make McDonald's money or whatever. Mountain Dew money. money, That's exactly, yeah. (laughs) Chips and salsa money. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then after I graduated high school, I came to Nashville, and I've been here pretty much ever since. That's dope. Um, That's a hell of a backstory, man. I mean, small side question on that. Like, playing the bars and all that in Japan as, like, you know, an American dude singing in English. Like, were people pretty receptive to that? You know, were people into it at these shows? Man, it was super funny because, I mean, I guess first of all, you see a you know white dude uh, with a guitar on his back on the train in Japan. It's like, oh, well, obviously you sing, you know, and yeah. you, like, play or whatever. <laughs> um, so it's, they start to ask like, what kind of music do you play? And you know, and talk about it, and then ask me what I listen to, you know, and um, their English was always way better than my Japanese, but you know. If, as long as we touched on either Elvis, Bob, Bob Dylan, or the Beatles, right? Like we could yeah. have some kind of a conversation. Bob Dylan, I thought Bob Dylan was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Um, they were super receptive because you know, even if even if they don't understand, they didn't understand the English, you know, lyrics or whatever. They were used to singing English lyrics along mm-hmm. with their favorite you know, Western songs, which actually it, it always kind of reminded me, I read an interview with Phoenix in maybe freshman or sophomore year of college, yeah, which is notab- after I left Japan. Notable and, French uh, indie rock band, Phoenix. That's exactly right. And they were, I think, just about to put out Bankrupt at the time, which was the album with the peach on it. And that's a good one. But they uh, said, we wanted to write a record for our, you know, English speaking listeners that felt to then, like, the Michael Jackson records felt to us when we were just starting to learn English. Word. We're like, you kind of understand the words, you don't understand necessarily how they link up together to create a context and a feeling and all that, so you kind of just give them their own feeling, and then once you learn the language, it's like, well, I was kind of far off, but whatever, it meant what it meant to me, you know. 
I think that's cool with music is that if you don't understand it, as long as you have some grasp on the individual words, you can piece the rest together. No, yeah. definitely. I, I fucking love Phoenix. I I don't think off the top of my head I could name a line. I pick up lyrics pretty quickly, but that that definitely explains it. Uh, they're pretty tricky. It's yeah, a little yeah, word salady. Like, yeah, but it's good as fuck. Exactly right. Yeah, no, I love it. They're one of my favorites for sure. A good times. Well, so, so this. Uh, Oh, go for yeah, it. I wanted I wanted to ask, um, what's Pink Guy like in real life? Pink Guy in real life? Are you talking about the guy who plays Pink Guy or like Pink Guy the actual ta- person? I was sort of doing a meta question of yeah, like, okay, Pink Guy in real life, man. He just world. won't stop talking about like ravioli and Mamma Mia and this spiced meatball. <laughs> um, I will like he did take us out one Memorial Day though, like on his yacht. Uh, he yeah he owns a he owns a thing up in the Finger Lakes and uh, people think you know there's just pink guy but but I think the pink was mostly marketing because you know pink was pink and lavender were like huge for the last five years or whatever with like all the <laughs> internet stuff and but like there's pink guy there's chartreuse guy there's like gray guy there's mauve guy there are tons of like obscure colors of guys up there in uh, the Finger Lakes house and anyway we we're just chilling going water skiing. Uh, you know, we drank some Peronis. He just keeps this huge... He actually has an old Coke machine from the 60s that's just totally stocked with Peroni. That's fucking and, cool. Uh, he's a really chill dude, you know, just super into horticulture <laughs> and, like, uh, bonsai. You know, he has lots of bonsai trees. and It's kind of just his life, man, you know. Uh, keeping the beer fridge stocked and working on his bonsai. Very, yeah, very meditative. Man. Very yeah. fucking thorough yeah, salt-of-the-earth shit. Yeah, and I think that's probably where he gets all the energy for what he did on screen, you know? It's just like, like being so chill and rad. Uh, uh, that's everything I could have dreamed of. That's beautiful. Thank uh, you for that. Perfect, perfect sets. Well, so we, we, have the, we have the background in your music, and we've touched a little bit on this now. But so, I, I don't really know which we should start with. You're working on Bald Internet Man right now, which is your web series, and that's a spin-off mm-hmm. of your character from Filthy Frank, right? That's that's right. Yeah. So how I mean you're playing music and all this. Like I said, I I get kind of the build up to that. How how the fuck did you end up making making fucking videos like that? Uh well, so I moved to Texas in 2016. 2017. Then I moved back and I moved to Texas to focus on like art and music. Uh, this Twitter account under Bald Internet Man that I had that was pretty successful that I felt like I could make take off. Uh, found out that I couldn't, moved back to Nashville and was just like, okay, what do we do? One of my friends was making a living doing music videos and stuff at that time. And we were just like, dude, what if we just make a video series about you coming back from Texas, also you, like coming to reality after, you know, like, the internet stuff happened. Um, (laughs) But it's also just about our real lives, and we kind of just married in there. We were like, man, that's a pretty good idea. And then we sat on it for about a year, and then it was like, all right, time to strike, let's do it. (laughs) And uh, then, yeah, we were just like, man, we're, you know, smart enough dudes, but for some reason we can't get things to go our way. Why don't we just make all these episodes about that? Except we're stupid in all of them. You know what I mean? It's like dumb and dumber. Uh, 
Somebody described it to me as like rated R Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and I was like, yes. Yo! That's, uh, that's yeah, like dead on what that what the <laughs> whole milieu is. Like all that like yeah. incredibly surrealist internet humor is definitely, it's like a R-rated Nickelodeon cartoon. Yeah, so that's kind of what we're shooting for. And, and it's we'll be like having a beer or something uh, at a pool bar or whatever. And he's like, hey, man, you ever think about this? Or we'll, like, we'll catch something that the bartender does that's kind of quirky. And we're like, that should be in an episode. Or like, that should be the premise of an episode. Or like, that weird thing, we don't know what it is. It looks kind of like an egg beater. That should be a time. We should make something that looks just like that, and it should be a time machine in an episode, and that's the plot of that episode. So that's kind of how we come up with all this stuff. That's oh, my God. Tight. Yeah, yeah, man. That, that's rad. I'm watching through it, too. I actually, I, I never saw much Filthy Frank, so, like, I had, I didn't have a lot of context for it. I, honestly, mm-hmm. I don't know how much that would help you know, with kind of fucking the absurdity of the whole thing. Uh, but like re- reading up on kind of what you were doing before. Uh, so I know your character on Filthy Frank was like a pretty you know, big mm-hmm. component, a pretty popular character. And I, I can see that there's obviously a connection between the current series and the Filthy Frank series. Are you meaning this to be kind of an expansion of Filthy Frank, like what your character was there? Or is it kind of like a merging of that and, you know, your own life as you're talking about? Uh, it's, it's funny because like, I think at the beginning we wanted to be able to make this, we called him Dave and made him spit caramel so that we weren't calling him Dave and making him spit chocolate. So yeah, it was almost yeah. like an, I'm not touching you kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, that to me reads like, um, I saw Conan O'Brien, uh, when he got kicked off of NBC so that Leno could have his time slot back. I saw him when he was doing his mm-hmm. live tour. And he's, he, uh, you know, they have all the recurring characters on that show and they wanted to do those bits, but NBC owned them. So they mm-hmm. had to do legally dissimilar versions of those characters. So, like, instead of having yeah. Masturbating Bear come out, they had Self Pleasuring Panda. That's pretty much exactly what we were <laughs> doing. Well, it came to be that, like, we were not really in any, uh, George wasn't going to, Joji wasn't going to get mad at us for doing it. He was pretty stoked about us doing it, you know, but it's like four years later. So it's like, well, good luck, you know, but, um, it was, it was originally supposed to be, you know, that kind of like skirting trouble, but now it's just also kind of goofy. Like, yeah, it's kind of coming from the exact same storyline, but in an alternate, you know, like looking in the mirror, kind of one where everything's in reverse or whatever. Yeah. It's just off by that much. But, um, because we we yeah. talked about at the beginning um, the difference between so in Filthy Frank, there's um, whenever there's like a scene shift, there's a switch to a different realm, mm-hmm. right? And then in your series, Bald Internet Man, uh, they're called zones. And you said that there was there was like, is that just kind of that legally dissimilar thing, or is there like uh, a deeper reason for that? <clears throat> yeah. So the realms and the zones thing, man, uh, is like the. The way we put it together was, I think we started by making it dissimilar intentionally, you know, but then it was also like, well, we've given ourselves this framework now, like, we might as well keep running with it. So we also call it the universe instead of the omniverse, because I think that uh, Frank's, you know, omniverse is a little bit more broad and vast than ours is ever going to be. We're going to, you know, fill it pretty full of characters, and but uh, it's definitely a universe, and... um so I, I felt like 
while you know that issue of making it different enough uh was it was important to come up with zones instead of realms it also feels like zones is a little bit more limited like it can happen in that all the zones can be in the same world, in the same universe. Sure. Right? And that universe is just a realm in the omniverse, you know? So realms seem a little bit more vast and big. And That's interesting. So it was like, you know, this is a series about some dudes just what I would call duding out in Nashville, Tennessee. You know, there's no <laughs> reason. There are sci-fi things, and there's certainly going to be some, like, uh, superpowers coming up in the next couple episodes. and everything but there uh, at the end of the day we're just drinking beer smoking cigarettes you know trying yeah um but i i do think one thing that i want folks to know is that very soon we're gonna start dealing with some uh some history and start uh bringing some crossovers in like uh you're gonna see parallels between old videos where uh dade was the star character of the filthy frank show um in the videos that we're doing. So there's an evil twin episode like there mm, was in Filthy Frank. Right? There's also going to be a parallel version of Hershey's Kisses. Um, <laughs> and we're kind of really excited about all that stuff. So That's Fucking excellent. A, dude. Yeah. I got I, I to gotta back up too. And uh, before, because we got some listener questions for you too. Asking all the questions. But so maybe just short yeah. version of this. How, again, like how did you get into doing the Filthy Frank stuff? Like, how does one stumble, you know, into vomiting chocolate in the street with their shirt yeah. off on this crazy web series? How did I? I Well, we were like, oh, I remember exactly how it happened. Okay, so my, uh, this is the story, like, uh, just pretty much straight up is we were like best friends in high school. We used to make videos together, you know, on Saturdays. We'd go hang out at this uh, outlet store and like buy a 30 cent you know, grape soda and chill, and he'd bring his video camera down to Kobe from Osaka. We'd just spend the whole afternoon, like, making videos. And he, back then, he was kind of the dude who ran the YouTube channel. Like, he was just kind of George's thing, was he did YouTube, I did music, you know, so-and-so did this, you know. This guy was in, in big into church, you know, that was just what it was. it was. YouTube was George's thing. And then, when we went to college, he was in New York, and I kind of wanted to go to New York a lot. And so every opportunity I did, I came up, and this is before he, you know, blew up. Um, he would be like, "Yo, we should be in a, you know, we should we should make a video while you're here, you know, for old times' sake." And so we were doing, you know, the dad stuff because the he's my like where I played his father. We had been doing that narrative since high school so it made sense wow. to just continue this figure called dad yeah you know and uh then i don't remember what it was i think it was like two weeks before i was about to go to new york again he was like dude i was walking by this store and it was like max brenner chocolate by the bald man what if we did you know and it was just from there like all of a sudden i spit wow. chocolate and that was my super ha- my superpower you know <laughs> it was just exactly like i was telling you before we just see someone it's like yo dude we should just use this you know yeah. Um. So yeah, then I became the bald chocolate man, and now I'm the bald caramel man. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your uh, your abilities, as described on the Filthy Frank uh, wiki, are yeah. are as such: chocolate secretion. Dade, being a bald chocolate man, produces a marvelous chocolate that is rich in chromosomes, and for that reason, it is highly sought after for its value. Seems to have some control over this, but also seems to come naturally at times. People need that chocolate, laddie. Okay. Uh, chocolate magic, although unconfirmed. 
It is assumed Dade has powers similar to Evil Dade, being able to shoot chocolate laser beams. Also, fruit snacks. Having being having been given entrance into the bald chocolate afterlife, Dave was able to use the holy fruit snacks during the final fight with his brother. So, that's Man. what you're... Yeah. That's what they're capable of. They've updated that one since I've read it last. That's pretty cool. Like, uh, can I, can cool. I tell you too? Somebody on there described your character as slightly muscular, which I, I think I is a pretty nice. good compliment. I used to be a whole lot more slightly muscular when I was working out a lot more and drinking a lot less beer. But uh, I love you know. a whole lot more slightly muscular. I like a lot. Yeah. Um, I was honestly like when the bald internet man videos first came out. I was worried that somebody was going to take that line away. Like, I was worried they were going to edit the wiki to not say slightly muscular. <laughs> I was like, I was like, ah, no, I got the dad bod. Just if nobody says anything about it, it'll be okay. You know? Yeah, it's canon but, that you're slightly muscular. Yeah, exactly. It's just built in now. So, um, yeah, no, honestly, we check that shit all the time because it's like, what are we missing from this that we can incorporate into you know, the narrative, the story arc or whatever. So those things that people say online are actually pretty important to us. That's cool as shit. That's the, you know, directly yeah. kind of responding to your fans and like they want what they want out of the series. That's, that's rad. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes we'll be like, no, we don't want to do that. But sometimes like, yo, this kind of actually opens some doors. We wouldn't have thought about otherwise, you know, so, <laughs> I, I feel yeah. you. Yeah. Well, as I mentioned, Oh, also, by the way, this is a show about relationships. We're going to talk about that yep. shit eventually. <laughs> We're going to get around to it. In our in our question box this week, Lake, we've got some questions for, for you specifically. We've also got some relationship okay. ones. The way I'm seeing this, uh, you know, while we're on the topic, I'll read some of these uh, questions to you. If you don't mind answering uh, a lot of stuff about, you know, what, your series and, uh, you know, what you did on Filthy Frank. Then maybe we'll we'll transition this into uh, into the relationship advice talk and shitty joke making that, that we know and love. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now you're speaking my language. Well, fuck yeah. So here's, let's see, here's what I got first in terms of uh, directly to you. Somebody says, uh, is there a possibility of Joji returning even as a cameo? Oh, my God. Um, pass. Okay. Pass on it? I respect that. I can respect yeah, that, honestly. Hard, hard pass. Because, right. like... Because if it is if it is true, you can't fucking blow it on Radio Free Topag. You can't be like, yeah, Definitely. yeah, Joji's coming. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> and if it's not, I don't want to. Yeah, know, you don't want to. Yeah, you want to leave Panda, my dude. Yes, and you want to leave the mystery <laughs> yeah. out there. If you know that you want to exactly. Leave people yeah. yeah, I feel like at this point, it's just as important to his brand that he was that and isn't anymore. But the chance sure. is still there. You know. Yeah. So. Hard path. Okay. I feel it. I feel it. We got we got another one here uh, for you, Lake. Um, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> you know, I ask myself the same question every day. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think that I've made some decisions in life that have caused me to be this way, and I think because I am this way, I've made other decisions in life. Um, and so here we are. I, uh, just kind of floating along, you know, doing my thing. So, <laughs> I wish I had an answer for you, but I wish I had an answer for me too. I wish, honestly, I wish I had an answer for my parents. 
Because they're the ones who are really asking about it. You know, but yeah. Well, yeah, shouts out to point. Link's dad who posted this question in the question box. Thank you for being an RFTB listener. <laughs> All right, we got we got next. Uh, which projects do you put the most of yourself into, or which parts into each? Okay, do you I, put I, your I penis in your music? Is I think what they're saying. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Man, that would have been the perfect transition into the relationship questions. One kind of blew it there. Um, no, I pineapple tours is definitely like my passion project. Like. If someone were to come and hold a gun in my head and be like, yo, you can only keep one, it'd definitely be PA Tours. Um, but Bald Internet Man's fun for me. I used to write a lot of short stories. Um, and I think that I don't have that like same early 20s angst that I used to. Um, but at the same time, I love telling stories, like even behind the bar when I'm working. You know, I, So much of my bartending style is just dropping trivia and telling stories. And so I think uh, Bald Internet Man really gives me that freedom to be able to just be like, here's something extremely outlandish, but it kind of relates to something I do every day also. Let's tell the story of how that happens, you know? Um, so I put, I definitely put some heart and soul into that as well, but in just a much different way. Um, and then, yeah, photography I really used to be into, uh, but I'm starting to do freelance gigs there again. It's something I... I like a lot uh but i'd say in that order music bald internet man photography yeah this is that's a solid answer it's a fucking handful of shit to be juggling too dude especially you know doing pretty damn well at uh at all of them thanks man yeah it's it's a lot and it gives me a lot of anxiety and i feel like i have an entrepreneur schedule at this point but uh i think it's worth it hopefully you know I, I would say so. Yeah. I think we've got I think we got one more for you here in the box. Awesome. Uh it feels a little antagonistic to me actually, but uh Light on me. What do you think of Joji's music? Uh man, I I think it's pretty awesome, you know. Um Yeah, yeah Joji and I we never had like super similar uh musical tastes but we always kind of were like in tune with whatever like whenever somebody was whenever one of us was like uh whenever i walk up to joji and like saw what he was listening to on his ipod i'd like know the person he was listening to you know what i mean i'd be like i respect that guy like he's pretty freaking cool um and so it's i don't think that george is like blasting pineapple tours on his ipod every day but her <laughs> iphone sorry fuck um, but like, it's the same thing. Like, man, whenever he drops a new song or a new album, you better believe him, you know, be listening to it and tell my friends about it. Yeah. Um, I th- and I think it's good music too. Um, and some of the songs are in my, were in my winter playlist or my summer playlist last year, whenever they came out because, uh, yeah, I, I, I dig his music. So fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, good. Well, good shit. And uh, I mean, I assume these are these are people who responded to your post. So, hey, if you're one of these folks listening to us, thanks for fucking tuning in. And uh, yeah, Lake, thanks for putting the question out there because we love listening or responding to listener questions. And uh, I think it definitely adds something when like the guest who's on, but you've got some specific questions to answer too. Yeah, it's it's fun. I I always wanted to do something like this. It's a cool thing. Uh, Good, good times. 
All right, here is here is the transition that we spoke of, and I, I'm just going to nail this perfectly. Half of these questions were about Lake, and the other half are about relationships, which is what this show is about. Here is the second half of the questions that are about relationships. <laughs> that is what the show is about. Uh, yeah, because one of the questions is, what is Radio Free Tote Bag? It's our comedy relationship advice podcast that you are currently listening to. Nailed it. How's it going? We're pretty. We're pretty rad. I give myself a, yeah. a ten out of ten. I get. I, I like a six point five for myself, but sure. <laughs> nice. All right. Probably more realistic. Uh, Donovan, if it means anything to anybody, looks like Hercules in his uh, driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you. I've still, I've still so got it. that one too. Homie, nice. um, homie has a square ass jaw. Like for real. Like jawline don't quit. Oh man, Dude, this is now you radio could be like free. Sixty. What's that? I was gonna say you could be sixty. Like you could eat whatever you fucking want and like gain a million pounds. But you know what? You still got that jawline, dude. Like you're right. always just gonna look like Hercules. Well, thanks, folks. I ate a chaka taka right before this. No fucking lie. That that's so that's good. where that's where my strength <laughs> comes from. <laughs> fucking awesome. It's like uh, it's like uh. The character in the Bible where they cut his hair and Samson. power goes away. Samson, yeah, yeah. But if you take away his tacos, you know, he just falls weak and <laughs> the wayside. Oh, exactly. If you take the Chaco Taco out of the holster that is always on my hip, I fall to pieces immediately. It's, I probably shouldn't put that out there, but uh, I'm pretty good at the protecting it. Oh, <laughs> What's next, Donna? What do we got next? All right, uh, let's go from because this one's a reference to the last one. A quick update for Lake. Lake, last time, uh, last episode, somebody asked like, what are the risks or like, is it cool? Uh, my boyfriend wants to pee in my ass. Basically, like how how possible is this? And uh, you know, we responded to it respectfully and directly as we always do. But now, I said speculum. I said you probably got to use a speculum. That's real ass advice. You know, I think that's yeah. the most practical way. But we got a we got a follow up question. Somebody, maybe the same person, says, uh, "How do I come out to my family as an ass pee enthusiast?" <laughs> Man, don't you know? Like, <laughs> there's just some things they don't need to know. Well, that's the other right. thing I was thinking about the first question from last episode is just like, man. Two questions, depending on, you know, whatever. What are you not doing in your life that makes you seek that amount of thrill? Um, Sure. And then (laughs) what are you doing in your life that makes the threshold for thrill so high that you have to do that? You know, like, (laughs) what are you missing out on? And what the fuck is going on in your free time that makes you be like, yeah, I want to piss and some ass. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) dude, and if you're that kind of person, if that's your lifestyle, man, how close are you really with your family? Because it sounds like they did some messed up stuff to you to make you be that way. You know, like, yeah, I think that whole situation just needs to be cut out you know and just forgotten yeah establish some boundaries around your ass pee like i don't think you need to be that open with it good yeah good good call we're not here to king shame anybody but yeah Yeah, for sure fucking grandma definitely doesn't know that you're you know letting loose some thin yellow rope into your uh you know into your girlfriend's (laughs) love button right there pushing rope yeah Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 king shame. By the way, Abs- absolutely, yeah, absolutely, sure. absolutely. Yeah. But we will make fun of you a little bit. 
Uh, just some light ribbing for her pleasure. Um, <laughs> hey, 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 when do you think you should have the talk about whether or not you want kids? I say early on, so no time is wasted, says the the poster. Well, what do you guys think? I think it depends on like the, how long you think this relationship is going to be. You know, if you're dating somebody and I don't know, you don't really see like much of a future to it. And especially if it's still in the early stages, like don't be on the first date and be like, yeah, so you, you're trying to have kids or not, you know. But if you start seeing a future, I think, yeah, I think it is important to say that early on because that's that's one of those fundamental deal breakers in a relationship for a lot of people. And yeah, that affects your life. Def- like lifestyle and everything definitely and like that's a pretty firmly held belief by a lot of people i think um yeah. so i say i say you get you know get that over with as soon as possible make sure you're you know you guys are on the same page because uh, it's a lot easier you know to split with like an understanding like that if you've been together for a month or two you know versus it's five years down the line you've avoided this question you find out your girlfriend does want kids you know, and, and then it's going to be real fucking tough to work through that. So I agree. I how much longer, on. like how much longer is our relationship going to be going out every single night and getting fucked up as opposed to like, when do we start having kids? Sure. <laughs> I got to say, um, as I grow older, I think that that convert like, and I think as people generally grow older, I think that conversation moves up in priority. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I think so too. Yeah. So like, you know, a woman, Say she's like 33 years old and she's never been married. She's never had no kids. She never really settled down and got that going on. She probably wants to know earlier on mm-hmm. in the relationship whether, like, if that's something that she wants, she's going to want to know earlier on if she should spend the time on you. Yeah. Um, but if you're like, if you're like, especially if you're like 16, don't even fucking worry about it. Try not to talk about it as yeah, much as you please, can. Please don't think about this. <laughs> well all right we're here at our final question in the anonymous question box which reminds me of uh, of two things we haven't done yet number one all of this all of this we've been talking about is the anonymous question box now if you're listening to this and you'd like us to respond to one of your relationship questions or fucking any other question uh you can submit it to us anonymously at the link in our instagram bio uh or on our website radiofreetotebag.podient.co there's a little thing on the bar at the bottom of the page that says ask your question and uh, it'll bring you to the site. You don't have to make an account or anything. Just type your question into the box, press send. It's anonymous. We love listening. We love uh, hearing your questions and responding to them. So hit, hit that shit up. Making it easy. Making it easy. Second, uh, as people who have listened before probably know, typically, you know, our first question uh, to the guests before getting to the relationship questions is what is their worst dating experience? But this week we got a little bit of a twist because the last question in the question box is since you always ask your guests, what are both of your worst dating experiences? Damn, our so, fucking audience dropped the reverse Uno card on us. Uh, they fucking did. I'm feeling spun. I'm feeling spooked. So I say, Lake, we pose this question to you first. While Arthur and I compose ourselves, uh, you know, after getting bamboozled by this switcheroo. Yeah, I don't know how honest to be here because I've had some really, really bad ones. Um, I'll probably just 
Yeah, I'll, I mean, I guess I can be honest, right? Let's see. So I we're we're <clears> down. So I moved to Texas in 2017 with this girl, uh, and we just hadn't been dating that long, and so we moved there and kind of had a lot of fun for the first few months, and we kind of slept on the road as we went along, and then I started uh, washing dishes at a uh, bar because I just like you know was looking for something i just recently quit a finance job and i was like feeling very unfulfilled and uh long story short i was gone every night because i was working and like the job started taking up more and more nights and she started i don't know doing she was a model and she was hanging out with more and more photographers anyway it turned out that she left me for one and uh, i had no idea that she'd been cheating on me for a long time but um <clears throat> she's the, the part of why I don't want to be honest is we sort of got closure a little while ago and like everything's fine, you know, forgive her, you know, whatever. But she also yeah. like joined, joined a cult. And, <laughs> oh, uh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Moved to San Antonio really like kind of fucked with our rent situation. I had to move, um, wrecked my credit and, uh, I got really, I kind of spiraled hard cause like everything was going to shit. And uh, all the things I moved there to do kind of, like, fell apart. And I was just, before I knew it, I was just, like, a, you know, bar back at a, no you know, nameless bar in Austin. And uh, not doing art no longer with the girl that moved there with me. And, like, you know, being thrown from Craigslist room to Craigslist room. So I uh, got into a really bad drug habit and stuff. And finally I just broke myself out and moved back to Nashville. But, uh... That was probably the worst. Like that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> yeah, it fucking sounds like it, dude. Jesus, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say it ruined my life, but it definitely. I made some decisions there that have altered the way that my life, you know, has gone for the past couple of years. So, and and there's a um, philosophy that says that you know is uh, everything happens for a reason. So this one, this person came into your life, um, and did the things that she did, and you know, put that chaos into your life so that you can be where you are now on Radio Free Tote Bag, and we're. We're very appreciative. <laughs> That's right. Well, I don't believe all that, but I think it was Yeah, me uh, neither, actually. Good, yeah. <laughs> my my life philosophy is pretty much, I don't regret it, but I wouldn't do it again. Yep. That's I big. Got, I got the same feeling. I remember my a friend of mine when I was in L.A., we were both going through a breakup at the same time, and uh, we'd use the term, like, smooth seas make for shitty sailors. Yeah. Yep. In the sense that, like, you know, if you went through your life and everything was fucking perfect, every relationship was fine, you never had any challenge, you'd be the most bland fucking asshole in the entire world, and nobody would want to be mm-hmm. around you because you fucking suck. You know, you have no empathy for anybody. There's no, there's no character there. And so, yeah. like you said, like, I wouldn't relive a bunch of the shitty things that I've gone through. But again, like, that does make you who you are. It makes you better equipped, you know, to deal with this shit when it inevitably does come up again. So it, it it sucks, but in retrospect, it doesn't suck. If that if that makes sense, that's that's my thought on it. Definitely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, hey, Don, Donovan, yes, the time has come. The fucking judgment is nigh. What is your worst dating experience? All right, uh, I don't think I've told this on here before, uh, but this is this is definitely at least top three worst for me. Uh, so I moved to Nashville, uh, coming out of like a long-term relationship, leaving another city, feeling pretty fucking shitty. And uh, I, I get there, and a buddy of mine is like 
just been fired from his job. So we're both in, in this kind of shitty state. His his he just broke up with his girlfriend too. So the first like week and a half that I'm there, we we both don't have a job yet. We're just drinking fucking constantly and fucking around and, and doing whatever. And uh honestly it was a great time. Uh but I'm not much of like a back-to-back drinker like that. I think that's like the most I've ever drank days in a row. And so mm. at the end of that, it's like a it's like a Sunday. We wake up, you know, I'm hungover as fuck. But as opposed to like go to the pool and like drink some shitty uh, Walgreens beers. Shouts out to Big Flats. Uh, Fucking Walgreens beers. Do you ever yeah. have, you ever oh, have yeah. those? They're good as fuck. No. So, yeah. yeah, three dollars yeah. for a six pack, dude. I I do legitimately fuck. recommend. <laughs> Except no substitutes. Damn, damn right. <laughs> so, anyways, as opposed as opposed to doing that. I don't know. He had something going on and I'd been, you know, going through Tinder for the first time and I get my first match or like the first one where I'm actually talking to this person, you know, this girl's like, Hey, okay. Like, let's go get a drink or something. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Um, and so I'm thinking to myself before I go, like, I've been drinking for this many days. Like I'm fine. I don't, I'm not going to drink this time. You know, I get like one beer or something. Anyways, I go to this restaurant slash bar, meet this girl. It's maybe like 3 PM. So it's just me, her, and this bartender in there, and I come up to the I come up to the seat next to her, and I am immediately like shaky hands, and like I get a little shaky for being anxious sometimes, but this is like fucking noticeable, and my voice is getting shaky, and it's bad to the extent that both her and the bartender are like looking kind of panicked, and her like, are like, are you good? Are you having like a seizure? And I was like, Ooh. no, like I'll just get Budweiser. And the bartender brings me a beer. I, I chug so this smooth. fucking I chug this fucking Budweiser, and yeah. then uh, in the smoothest of fashion, I'm like, "Yeah, hey, sorry about that. Uh, you know, I've dealt with some depression and anxiety, and I've been having a rough week. I've just been like drinking a lot, so I think it kind of caught up with me. <laughs> uh, so where are you from? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going. I'm going through DTs right now. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Honestly, probably Dono at, at least related to that. Uh, oh my god! So, needless to say, uh, in about fifteen minutes, she's like, "I, I gotta get out of here." And I'm like, "All right, cool." And I'm just like, "Fuck, dude!" I whiffed that so hard. Epilogue Man. to the story is, uh, I'm, I'm living with my dad at the time for the first few months. I was in Nashville. He's like commuting back and forth to Cincy. He gets home that night. I'm just fucking racked with anxiety. And he's like, uh, hey, like, you want to go to dinner? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, where are you thinking? And he's like, oh, there's this place I keep going back to. And it's the fucking bar that I was at with this girl. Uh, and he's like, hey, let's no. go there. And I, I, had, I just came clean. I was like, this is what happened. I, I can't go to that place. If I see that fucking bartender, I'm going to freak the fuck out. And uh, he laughed at me. And then he was supported, and we went to dinner somewhere else. So all, all together, that was a pretty bad All's time. All's well that ends well. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's that's fucking crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, Arthur, fuck you're me up. running, man. Okay. Uh, this would have been maybe like 20. I'm like the worst with years. Uh, I, had, I had broken up with my major college girlfriend of five years and uh, moved in with a friend of mine. I was living in the basement and I was feeling real lonely. So I got on the OKCupid, okay and I'm swiping through the OKCupid. Okay they had recently introduced the, they call it the double take feature. It's their, it's their Tinder ripoff. So I'm swiping through profiles, and swipe right on this girl. She looks like a little, little earthy, a little like hippie 
chick, maybe like a little thick, you know what I mean? Like nice. a little, you know, a little thicker. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, cool. Thick hippie broad. Definitely swipe, right? Oh, fuck yes. Hello, thick hippie broad. How are you? Um, so we get to talking. And she's like, yeah, you know, I've been traveling a lot lately. And uh, I'm in Columbus for, you know, a couple weeks. And I was just kind of looking for someone to hang out with. And I'm like, I could probably turn that couple weeks into something pretty cool. <laughs> so um, I'm like, okay, uh, meet me at the library. It was a bar on North Campus, uh, like north of, like just north of OSU. And uh, they had like a happy hour that was like dollar shots. So I'm like, we'll just go and get fucking plowed and then go for a long walk and then go back to my house and then shit is on. Rock and roll. Um, so we meet up at the bar and she is like significantly skinnier than um than in her profile pictures. I was like, okay, so she's just like lost a lot of weight recently. Hey, how's it going? We have you know uh, we're sitting having drinks, a little get to know you chatter. And she mentions that uh she had been smoking crack like the past summer. This was like the dead of winter. And she spent the like, she spent Yikes. the summer just kind of like smoking crack and being homeless, as one does. And I'm like. Cool, 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 cool. uh... Yeah, I'm like, no judgment. Cool, 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 cool. You know, we all got shit in our past. That's cool, that's cool, Mm -hmm. that's cool. Um, So (laughs) we go for a long walk. Like, um, the the university hospital was under construction, so I was like, oh, we could go, like, you know, look at the construction site. I don't know, I'm poor. Like, I'm looking (laughs) for, like, free things to do on a date. (laughs) So uh, we go walk down there, and we get to talking, and she's actually, she's like, pretty rad like she's kind of got it together and she's like yeah you know i've been uh i've been managing to stay away from the crack cocaine for some time i'm like okay cool 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 so we go uh to the corner store we pick up a six-pack we head back to my house we're sitting in the kitchen we're having some beers and um we get to talking about consent culture and how that's a good thing Mm -hmm. and i said to her um well uh to that end might i ask would you like to have sex with me? <laughs> oh, smooth. Oh, and man. She, she's sitting there. She takes a sip of her beer and she looks at me and she goes, I haven't decided yet. Let's let's uh, let's cut forward to about a half hour later where things are getting extremely hot and heavy downstairs. Um, and we're going to town. But I am hammered. So my boner evaporates. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck. All right. She goes, well, do you oh, no. do you want to? Do you want to do something for me? Do you want to take care of me? I'm like, okay, 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 sure, sure. So I start going down on her, and then my jaw starts to get tired, and I start to get all fucking... And uh, I go to pull away, and she grabs my hair. I have kind of, like, long hair at the time. She just fucking grabs my hair on the back of my head and holds my face in her fucking crotch. Jesus. Man. And I'm like, Jesus, okay, I guess that's what this is now. <laughs> so I, I keep going until my fucking jaw's on fire, like I'm about to, you know, I feel like I'm about to fucking pass out. And she finally, um, she reaches climax and lays back and lets go of my head. And I sit up and I'm like, fuck, that was weird. And uh, then I, uh, we lay there joylessly for some time until she decides to leave. And that's my worst dating experience. Oh, Dude, fucking no. rad. Oh. <laughs> Damn. All right. 
She sold me an edible like two weeks later. It was pretty cool, actually. <laughs> I, there you go. That's the happy epilogue. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems like all three of our stories wrap kind of wholesomely and genuinely. Sure. With, yeah. yeah. All's well that ends well, like you said. Yeah. yeah. There, there's always yeah. a silver lining to, you know, forcibly having your head, you know, stuffed into. Rammed into. Yeah, this woman's vagina until until your jaw starts breaking into pieces, but you know, yeah, you get an edible not, to kill the pain. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say that it was non-consensual. I'm going to say that she uh she uh what oh, how do I want to phrase this? She uh she expected a lot of me and I rose to the occasion. <laughs> <laughs> well, goddamn, Arthur, congratulations on the sex. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, good, good So times. you got laid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, good oh, answers fuck. from everybody on this. Uh, <laughs> what do we, what do we think about going into uh, a couple Reddit questions with this last amount of time that we have? Yeah, we. <laughs> I wish the show could be this every week. I wish it could be real user driven. You know, I wish that would be. I wish that's how we could do it. But uh, until we until we get more folks coming in, which uh, I gotta say, Lake, I hope your people come over. I I'm glad everybody you know everybody who's here from uh, from Lake's recommendation, like welcome to you and thanks for for hanging in with us and you know stick around. I think you, I think you're gonna like it here. Have a good time. I guarantee it. Yeah, we're we're pretty good. We burp into the microphone a lot. <laughs> Sometimes we do a Halloween-themed episode, and Arthur drinks twelve beers in a row during the episode because he just had a break. Wait, are we allowed to? Are we allowed to drink during this? Oh, 100%, oh I've been drinking dude. the whole time, homie. <laughs> oh man, well if I'd known that, <laughs> fuck, nobody said anything. Okay, do you no. want to do a shot? Do you want to do a shot uh, right now? I'm gonna see if I got any liquor around here. I wish I had liquor at home. I just have wine right now. You got to get on some of that wine for the tail end here, my dude. I just assumed you had yeah, a PBR me... next to you. <clears throat> No, I don't. I've been trying to uh, cut down on booze in the house, but I do have a nice bottle of wine that I'm really feeling like cracking open, so I'll be back in just a sec. All right. Fuck yeah. All right. Very cool. We'll take a little break here. We'll be back in a second with some Reddit questions. Welcome back from that delightful intermission. Uh, let's um, let's do what we, you know, what what I think we're best at, and get into these fucking Reddit questions. What do you say? Yeah. Damn. I'm down. Damn, that was some enthusiasm. <laughs> well, I got one. I got a good one here. Can you give your partner a UTI from eating ass? I am twenty one. Went down on my partner, F21, and ate her ass for the first time as well. We did all the needed prep, showering first, making sure everything was clean, but I rotated between her pussy and ass. I was always going down on her. A few days later, she contracted a UTI, and we're wondering if that could have caused it. Any advice on if this is true and how to prevent it in the future? And that was posted by The Guy Who Always Dies. All right, I've got the answer here, just 100% cleared up. Um, 
Well, first, the answer is definitely yes. I'm pretty sure this could happen. Yeah. It's probably different bacteria. Yeah. There's probably still particles. If you're rotating between <clears> the two, you get a little cross-contamination between the you know the front butt and the back butt. Uh, That's right. The solution to this is you're going to want to erect a sort of checkpoint between the two. And at the <laughs> checkpoint, you're going to need to have some sanitation facilities. So you got you know this right. wall. You got a little mini bottle of mouthwash. You know, you got a little wet wipe to you know get the uh, get the dingleberries out of your mustache, and then you, you go know to those, town. Uh, those faucets they used to have in like middle high school uh, chemistry lab that they shot straight up into your eyes. <laughs> Perfect. We'll have we'll have one of those stations there too. But it, but it's great. like a it's like a it's like customs between a couple of countries. You know, you got to oh, go yeah, through man. customs on the way there. You got to go on the way back. You know, add bring any fruit along with you. Oh yeah, they, <laughs> they check you for fruit need- and, and and loose animals. You know, as you as you go from the pussy <laughs> Some- to the back pussy. Yeah, got any candy need- corn straggling along with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna, you're gonna get need flagged. documentation. Yeah. You're gonna be you're gonna be held you're gonna be deported from the asshole. You will never be able to return. So you gotta make sure you're careful about this. And that's what the video game papers please is from. That's where they get that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You gotta you you're either assigned a, a vagina passport or an ass passport. Or you know, maybe dick passport <laughs> an or an ass passport. An ass port, if you will, yes. Yeah. Oh, how did I fucking miss out on that? <laughs> you shot the bed big time on that one, man. Yeah. <laughs> Which coincidentally, ever go on a date with somebody, you wonder if they, you know, eat ass. You just got to ask to see their passport, look at the stamps. There know. we go. You see a Maybe lot of stamps. Like a, That's right. A bumble badge, too. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There, there should definitely go. be I eat ass on your fucking Tinder profile. Def- that should be a thing that you can get. Definitely. Like on, on OkCupid, they had a Game of Thrones viewer. Like, you could put a little badge on your account really? that said, like, you watch Game of Thrones. There should definitely be more salient details, like, I eat ass. I eat the whole ass. <laughs> like, groceries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't, anything that goes into or onto the butt cannot then immediately go onto the vagina without the risk of a UTI. Period. That's just how that works. That sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, yeah it sucks. get go. So just. Don't do it. Just, just be careful. I don't know. I don't know how super common this is, but like that is that is a risk. So, watch out. I don't know. Get a fucking dental dam. I don't know if those even exist. By the way, I remember being taught about those in sex ed. I don't know where you would buy a dental dam. It took me years yeah. to figure out why it was called a dental dam. Uh, yep. You know, it turns out it's basically just a big old sheet of latex. You know, you put over yep. everything, but you know, you know how to make one out of a condom, right? Yeah. Do you cut the condom up the side and spread it out? Exactly. That's that's exactly what it is. But that's that's some important information for for our viewers. I think if you need to make a dental dam on the quick, take a condom, just cut it up the one side, boom, 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 lay it out, latex shield for this oral sex. It's sort of very quickly and rapidly turning into like dare class for ass sex. <laughs> <laughs> we get there. That's an energy we bring. Yeah, on a uh, weekly I, basis, I, I think. I can feel it. We're here to save the youth, Lake. That's that's what we're here for. Hey, man. Yeah. All right. So what do we what do we got next here? Uh, this is another one from Reddit. I have hot wife fantasies of my wife. Should I be concerned? Hey, I'm having hot wife fantasies about my wife. She fucking someone else with me watching. 
It's one of my most favorite fantasies. I don't think I will ever want her to do it, and neither do I think that she would do it, and I'm okay with that. I think doing this would be too risky for our relationship, and I would never put our relationship at risk. But I love it as fantasy. It is often my go-to fantasy when masturbating. Is it something that might cause problems for us later down the road? Should I be concerned? Should I talk this through with her somehow? I mentioned it to her, but we never had any extended discussion about it. Thanks! And that's posted by Recent Test. Recent Test. Five hours ago. So this is this is ongoing at the moment. This is yeah. hot off the fucking this guy's press. Yeah. Hot He's having his dark night of the soul. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I just wonder, like, if you mentioned it to her, but never really had any extended discussion about it. Kind of a funny way to leave that one hanging. Yeah. How did that happen? That you go yeah, like, hey, I think I think it'd be really hot if you fucked another dude in front of me, and she's like, uh, ha huh. ha ha. Like, how did that go? Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. Uh, Did you see Game of Thrones? (laughs) I think I think you're on the right track here, and I think you know you're on the right track. You know, you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to risk your relationship. Well, yeah, this there's a very good chance this would risk your relationship. You know, even even if she is on board with it, and we've talked about this before. Like, I think threesomes in general, but especially this kind of fantasy, which is kind of like the essential part of it though is it's kind of humiliating you like you are left out of this situation no 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 no. because i was actually just gonna bring that up because look down five comments it says i'd call this a cuckold fantasy just be the kink police dot 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 um just be clear on the like what that means when sharing with your lady but recent test homie who posted this says in, in response to that from what I read, cuckold is mostly about humiliation, and I'm not into that. And then somebody responds, you were correct. Cuckolding is different than hot-wifing. If I may get a bit granular, if I may get a bit granular, granular, yes, it is. Um, because hot-wifing is sort of like um, sort of voluntarily sharing your hot-wife. You're like, hey, my my good friend of mine. Um, my wife is hot. Would you like, perhaps, like to have sex with her? Versus huh. cuckoldry, w- where she decides you're not enough for me. I need this man to come in and fuck the shit out of right. me in front of you. Man, so it's sort of like the reverse, where it's like with hot wifing, it's like big dick swinging because I got a hot wife and I want I want to share it with you. Sure, sure. But, I yeah. get a piece. I see. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. I I feel the huh. distinction there, and good catch on that in the comments. Well, I don't think the outcome is like necessarily exactly the same. I, I think you're going to run into the same problems, though, which is, yeah. as, you know, especially you've been married for a while. This is something new that's coming in. You, you there's a lot of shit that can come out in that situation that you don't expect. Like that might sound cool in fantasy. You both might might be on board, but like no matter how much you talk about this. There's a good chance that one of you is going to have some jealousy or something else negative is going to yeah. come out of this. And so ultimately, is it worth that risk just to fulfill a fantasy of yours that you're not even sure like you would want to see actually done? And so that makes me think, just just keep this in the realm of fantasy. You got alternatives yep. to kind of act this out with her, but I, mm-hmm. I, I would say don't do this. Do not perform. Yeah. 
Perhaps you uh, role play as somebody else, like you're the other man fucking your wife. Right. That could be kind of hot. I, I feel that. But you just in, in, in that realm, you know, if you want to involve your fantasy here, find a way to do it as the two of you. But I just, I, I think this is this is going to be a problem. Yeah. Either either play it out between the two of you, or leave it in the mind palace. Yeah, that's kind of what I. I mean, the mind palace is where I'd leave it, man. I, I don't really know how else to deal with it, even between the two of you. You know. Yeah, that's that's yeah. true. I think that's a lot of you know fantasies and, and and kinks and things too. Sometimes it's not something you can directly act out, but like that's that's okay. And I think a lot yeah. of people would experience that like this thing they fantasize about would not actually live up to that, and maybe pretty shitty if you actually did it. So, right, yeah, or uh-oh. or uh oh, <laughs> maybe maybe you just fucking do it. <laughs> Maybe you just invite invite your friend over and have him fucking rail your wife in front of you and see what happens. <laughs> just roll the dice. What could go wrong? Yeah, that's yeah, just, yeah, but just I mean really dice. but like here's the thing. Here's the thing. Some people are actually super fucking into this and if you actually manage to put it together and you get to see the results, maybe you both go maybe you have that moment where like uh like all said and done and like the guy leaves and then you both kinda like go Oh my fucking god, that was awesome! Like maybe you both go like, "Holy shit, that was like the fucking coolest thing!" And then you you just like fucking organize it, or you didn't do that, and you get to have a conversation, and it's it's a it's a big fucking swing. But like if this is if this is something that you feel like is really important to your sexuality and something that you might like really feel like you want to explore, like if it keeps if it keeps nagging at you, give it give it six months. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm having hot wife fantasies, her fucking another guy, and I'm kind of just like jerking off to it, and that's whatever. If that's gone in six months, don't even worry about it. But if six months mm. from now, you're still like, like I kind of really want a guy to fuck my wife in front of me, maybe, you know, just give it a swing, see what happens, because you only get to go around the earth one time. Yeah, and maybe you only get it somehow. Yeah, maybe you only get the one wife, and maybe watching her fuck somebody else is the thing that really fucking goes, like, you know... <laughs> Like really fucking cranks you up to eleven. So I, I, I don't know. I feel you. I'm still I'm still on my side about worried about the risk, but you make a good point. Sure. So I would just say sure. as Arthur said, give it time, but definitely talk about this like a lot. And talk about anything yes. that could potentially yes. go wrong. Talk about what your concerns and your anxieties are before you go through with something like this. Like i think you could mitigate the risk. That's the best way. You just you gotta cover every fucking angle on this. Definitely that. I still wouldn't do it, but but I feel you. I wouldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Like the classic, would you date a porn star question, you know? Yeah, I think, I think would I date a porn star? I don't think I could necessarily do that, because that feels too, like, out of my purview. You know what I mean? That's their mm-hmm. job. Like, right. I, I can't, it's not right for me to have any kind of input on their job. Mm-hmm. Right. But like in terms of my partner, maybe playing around with somebody or experimenting with somebody else, um, I feel like I could be that could be more easily negotiated. Though I have not successfully negotiated that in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel you. Sometimes you can you can feel these things and like understand logically how it would work, but you know, 
just emotions and gut wise you're just not not down for it yeah well all right kind of be. i think we've uh i think we've come to the end here and uh we just gotta say lake f- fucking thanks for coming on it's been great having you as a guest well thanks Hell for yeah, dude. Me. <clears throat> yeah now i know we talked about it for a little while so i'm glad that i finally got to, got to join up with you fuck yeah man do you uh do you have anything coming up that you want to let the folks know about? Yeah, absolutely. So we got a bold internet man merch just dropped today. Actually, um, anybody who does live in Nashville, we're doing pineapple tour shows, and we're going to uh, do some live recording stuff here soon with the band as well. So uh, lots to keep your eyes peeled for, as well as some mini series for bald internet man. Um, we're gonna try to break it off into exclusive content that only subscribers can see. So sure. reasons to be inten- intentional about your following. Where are the, where are the homies going to find that? Like what's the URL for that? Uh, we're, we have a Patreon, so we're going to be starting a Patreon in the next month. And we're really excited. You know, you, you help us out. We give you a little bit extra kind of thing. That's uh, that's good times. Uh, well, can we take this? Can we take this opportunity to plug our Patreon, where it's still <laughs> it's still out there? That if you give us ten dollars, you can send us an image, and Donovan will post that image on the wall of his apartment uh, into perpetuity. Ten dollars, you get to. Uh, I had no add idea that this the, was a thing. Yeah, ten dollars, and you get to add to the art wow. collage on on Donovan's wall. Weird. So far. No takers, we'd, but we'd forgot about it for a while there, which I'm I'm a little bit happy about. I'm not gonna lie. I will say <laughs> too. See, go see, go see, go see. As Arthur has uh, offered too, if you give us twenty dollars, we'll put a sharpie in the pooper. That's right. Ooh, <laughs> I will do that. I don't know if I want to be the reason that that happens. You know what I mean? Like, I, I could do the goatsy on the wall thing, but the moral ambiguities of my actions, my dude. Trust me, a Sharpie's nothing. I'm fine. That's oh, fine. Oh, boy. <laughs> I've taken poops bigger than that, dude. I could I could put furniture in there, my guy. It's no problem. <laughs> Good nice. shit. A hundred bucks, we'll take a fucking Eames lounge and put it inside our record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Oh, I'll, I'll say, too, uh, we'll, we'll have links for Lakes Projects, uh, Pineapple Tours, the Patreon, Bald Internet Man. We'll have those in the description. Uh, so if you haven't checked out his stuff, check in that description. You should definitely check it out. Can just, all right. On the way out here, um, is, is Dade there? Can we speak with Dade? Just one, one second. Hey, Dade. Dade. (laughs) Yeah. I want to talk to you. Can you come in here? Ooh. <laughs> he says he wants to know uh what 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 did you oh, yeah. he says what did you want to ask i'm the one wearing the headphones that's why he can't hear you sure 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 um what did i want to ask dade um this is your one shot dude you can't blow this shit or else you know you'll regret it for the rest of your life you better make oh, sure I... it's the right question <laughs> Way to turn it around on me. I didn't know yeah. Dade would have a question for me. Um, I already know what pink guys are like in real life. Um, <laughs> do you 
do you miss spending time with Joji? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Wait, I think he's sad now, man. Way to, way to ruin the vibe. Fuck. God damn it. We, we hate to he's hear it. Can I t- yeah, he told me told me he was going back to work on laundry, so... I don't know. I think Fuck that's dude. all Sorry. see a date out of the cage. Shit, sorry, Dade. No, sorry, he's man. out of the room. Don't even don't even bother apologizing to him, man. I think you hurt his feelings today. Man. No, I'm fucking with you, dude. That was me the whole time. <laughs> God damn. Oh, we were upset there for a second. We were worried. That's perfect. Thanks 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 to everybody for for dropping by. This has been fucking excellent. I've had a fantastic time. And uh thanks uh so much to Lake for being with us. Fucking hell yeah. You were the you were the true homies. Thank you very much. You get our classic large round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> we fucking did it, man. We Episode fucking 60 did. fucking 2 in the bag. Rock and Ten roll. More than a year. That's awesome. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. We're uh we're, we're still out here trucking. And uh, a reminder to folks, hit up our question box in the link in bio. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We love you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. We forgot to let you know that our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Knower, who you can find at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. This week, our outro song is Did You Laugh When You Took My Meme by Pineapple Tours, who you can find at patourstheband.bandcamp.com, as well as at patours on Twitter. Enjoy! Did you laugh when you took my meme? What I mean, so you wouldn't laugh at me in my bedroom Drunk at 12 noon When I was waiting on you, still counting on you I wanna know, was it a funny joke? And did you laugh when you took my me? Did you laugh when you took my me? Clean it up for your shiny magazine Centerfold without a soul